Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. I am Marjorie Frymouth, and thank you for being with us today. Today, we are diving into technology, which is kind of funny because I'm not a particularly technological person, even though I have worked for a tech startup in the past, and I find myself in like these situations where I am working with technology, but like overall, it's not especially my jam. And I actually started traveling without a smartphone, like way back in the day. At first, it was kind of normal when I went to Austria uh, for my study abroad. They gave us all these, um, not flip phones, but like, you know, the Nokia brick kind of phones. We all had those as part of the program. And then when I went to the Czech Republic, I had the same thing. And then when I went to Taiwan, I had the same kind of phone. It was like just a standard basic little cell phone with international like calling available on it somehow. I can't remember how I did it. And at that point, it was kind of weird, Uh, especially in Asia. In Taiwan, everyone uses the app line for their communication and now like paying and all kinds of stuff in it, ordering food. Um... So it was actually kind of weird because people ask for your line as opposed to asking for your phone number, and I didn't have it. And it was like very, very strange. No one could wrap their head around it. It made my life a lot more challenging to not have that. And then by the end of that first year in Taiwan, my phone stopped working and I did have to get a smartphone for the very first time. So I got my smartphone in Taiwan in that probably would have been 2014. So I was late to the game. I was the person who very much relied on like looking things up ahead of time, finding directions or instructions ahead of time, not falling back on smartphones to help. And I don't mean to say that as like a negative because I definitely use mine um, way too much to make things easier when I'm traveling now. But that was sort of my start as like not wanting to be that person that just did everything on their phone. And I still see the value in that. I still think that is to some extent, a good way to be, even though phones can help make things easier and safer for you. So I do try to be conscious of how I'm using it and what situations I'm using it for travel. And to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of a a bad reporter in this situation because I'm going to be talking about apps that I haven't specifically used. And I would go try them all out, except that I'm not traveling at the moment, so a lot of them wouldn't really be useful for me, or I wouldn't you know, be able to put it into practice. So we're just going to talk about the research that I read, and the reason that I've never tried or I don't use a lot of apps with traveling is it just honestly doesn't occur to me, like going back to that kind of old school mentality. I mean, I use Google Maps, Google Translate. And beyond that, I pretty much just power through like any situation that I'm in. It never occurred to me that I could have been using an app to help address my fear of flying or help me pack for different trips. Um, So these were all really interesting to me to A, find out that they exist and B, how useful they really seem. And so next time that I'm on a trip or I am traveling, I will definitely be trying some of these out. If you know about these uh, and you've tried them, definitely let me know how they are. And I should say, this is probably part one of many because there are many, many travel apps out there. I was just researching the ones that I saw mentioned in many reputable places. But again, there's like, you know, there's millions of apps out there. So we're not talking about all of them. Your favorite might come up in a future episode. I also want to say that 
I tried to avoid things like the Airbnb app or the Expedia app or things like that. You know, every online platform has their own app, of course, and those can be incredibly useful, but I was really looking for more specific um unique things that are unaffiliated with a online platform that already exists. I mean, like I said, Airbnb, you could find like Skyscanner or Kayak for finding flights, Expedia, Hostel World, Hotel.com or Bookers or whatever it is you use. Of course, they all have apps and they're great. Um, But I was looking for more specific kind of apps for this episode. So I tried to make sure that all of the apps I'm going to talk about are free Some do have in-app purchases or upgrades, but I wanted to make sure they were at least all free to use at a basic level and that they are available on both iPhone and Android. That was important to me as an Android user that all of these apps be available on Android. So first, I already mentioned, let's just get out of the way, the two most useful apps you will encounter when traveling, Google Translate and Google Maps. The number of times I have used Google Translate, I can't even count. I mean, I used it as a teacher. Like, I used it in in the classroom all the time. My preference was for the students to try to explain things to me, or if that didn't work, have one of their classmates help them out, see if the classmate knew the word in English. But um, if they didn't, then we, we always pulled out the phone and Google translated it. So really, really incredibly useful app. I mean, it's it's better at some languages than others. It's not perfect, but it is immensely helpful, especially the um, camera photo option to translate like signs or labels or things like that. Highly recommend. Also, Google Maps. I mean, the fact that I used to wander around cities without Google Maps kind of blows my mind at this point that I didn't get more lost more often. I do think getting lost on occasion can be a good thing as long as it's in a safe situation. So that can be something that Google Maps like takes away from you in the experience of travel. But just in general, it is so much easier to get around now having Google Maps in your pocket. This takes me back to when I first arrived in Taiwan and I was trying to find my apartment by myself after like 36 hours of travel, you know, lugging a suitcase and a backpack and on public transportation and then down alleyways. And it it was really hard. I did end up asking for help in that situation. I found someone who spoke English and tried to help me, uh, but it was very, very frustrating. And Google Maps has all but eliminated that kind of situation, which in that case, I'm very thankful for. So Google Translate, Google Maps, if you don't use them, I mean, of course you do. Like, I'm sitting here recommending Google Maps to, like, it's 2021, everyone uses it. But I just mean specifically in the context of traveling, it is also very useful. All right, so I kind of tried to organize these as you would go through a trip. So the first one that we're going to talk about is Hopper, and Hopper is a flight finding app. So they track and predict flight and hotel prices. So you can see when the cheapest time to buy is. You can also get notifications from the app about when the prices drop. And then you can book those tickets or those reservations within the app itself. It's pretty straightforward. It sounds pretty standard. I don't have much to say about that. I'm sure there are dozens of other apps out there that do the same thing. This was one that was recommended many times, so we're gonna put that out there, Hopper. The next one, I really wanna try this the next time I go on a trip, so if you've used it, let me know. I wanna put it into practice. It's called Packpoint, one word, and it is a free free packing list organizer. You know I love some lists and some organization. 
but it's not just a way to keep track of what you've packed or you need to pack. You put in your destination, where you're going, what kind of activities you're going to be doing. You know, is it more like outdoorsy, athletic, or sightseeing, or fancy, or whatever? And it takes that information and it checks the weather for you at the destination and it generates a packing list. Then, of course, you can go in, you can edit the list, add or remove items, you know, based on what you specifically need or you don't need that the app suggested. And then you can also enter number of items. So like how many socks, not just socks, but like five pairs of socks. You can tell I'm getting so excited because I love organization. And then you can also digitally check off the things as you have packed them. So it is a checklist. And then if you are traveling with other people, you can share the packing lists with your friends. So you are all on the same page. This just makes my organizational heart very, very happy. And I really want to try it. So that was pack point. Our next one, and this is also one like Hopper where there are many similar ones out there, but this one is called Flyo, F-L-I-O, and this is for keeping track of your flight and airport information. So it provides flight updates, you know, lets you know about any delays, baggage claim info, what carousel you need to go to, gates, all of that. It has airport guides and maps and information on how to find lounges and also lost luggage concierge. So if your luggage doesn't arrive, it will help you track it down. So all useful things, again, not particularly exciting, not compared to Packpoint, but a very useful thing, of course, You can also do this within your airline-specific app. So like if you're flying United, United has all of this as well. But this is just a general app for um, all different airlines and airports around the world. So that could be handy. Next, we have Flight Aware. This is also very similar to Flyo, another really popular one for tracking flights. So it tracks your flight status, gives you your gate and your terminal info, and updates you on any changes. Of course, delays, cancellations, you can get push notifications for all of that. It also looks up the weather in the air, so you will know ahead of time if your flight is expected to have turbulence. Um, I would appreciate that heads up personally. And, you know, it can help you find connections and it gets all of this information, like if it's estimating delays or timing from real time info, but also historical data and predictive data in the future. So that seems very useful, if a little bit uninteresting as well. But this next one is super cool. It's called Time Shifter and it is to help you fight jet lag. So for more on jet lag, check out our previous episode all about jet lag and what it is and how to treat it and how to avoid it. But this is an app that does a lot of the things that we talked about in the episode. So you enter your trip information, where you're going, your times and dates and all of that, and it will design a plan for you to help you adjust to the new time zone. So it will give you specific sleep and waking times, you know, when to go to bed, a week before your trip, a few days before your trip, etc., when to wake up. It will give you suggestions like look at bright light at this time of day or avoid caffeine at this time of day, um, all with that specific timed information to switch or to adapt your circadian rhythm to your new time zone. And then within the app itself, you can look at the whole plan as an overview. You can also get specific push notifications like have a cup of coffee right now. 
I don't know. I'm making that up. It seems logical though. Um, so that is another one that sounds really cool. And the next time I travel internationally or even just like from West coast to East coast, if I'm, you know, crossing several time zones, I really want to try this. It sounds cool. Although as I mentioned in the jet lag episode, I don't tend to get jet lag. I'm one of those special, special people. Um, I'm very, very fortunate. But this does sound really cool, and I would love to try it. I'm also just curious about the kind of information that, or the kind of plan that it would design for you, you know, other than caffeine and light and times of day, like what other things would it suggest? So again, if you have tried Time Shifter, let me know. We've talked about some cool ones. We've talked about some useful but fairly straightforward ones. This next one is my favorite. I want to try this so much. It's called Sky Guru, two words, and it is everything for the nervous flyer. And I actually read a fantastic review of this app with all the information and then a person who used it, and it's on thatanxioustraveler.com. I will link to it. And he said that it, or she, I actually don't know. I don't know the author. Uh, The person said that it worked basically as advertised, you know, really, really well. So props to them for that. But what is it? Everything for the nervous flyer. It was created by a professional pilot and a fear of flying therapist, Alex Gervash. Gervash, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I didn't even know that a fear of flying therapist was a thing, an occupation that people have, but I mean, I don't, I hope I don't need to see one. I kind of want to see one. No, I want to talk to them. But he's a therapist and a professional pilot. And this app gives information and advice and predictions for all parts of a flight from the takeoff to in flight itself to the landing, just to make sure that you know what to expect and that all of these weird things or sounds or you know, jolts in the plane are normal, and then it explains exactly what they are. That sounds amazing to me. So first of all, you would enter your flight information, and it will advise you on which seat to pick in the in the plane for, I don't know, the smoothest ride, the best scenery. I don't know exactly how it bases the best seat in the plane, but it recommends a seat for you. And then, of course, like the other airline apps, it will update you on delays and cancellations and things like that. On the flight, it monitors your position and altitude and predicts turbulence, so you have that information, and then it will give you like more information about what turbulence is and how it's normal and all of that. It also offers explanations for, like I said, all of the weird noises or feelings that you might experience in a plane, turns and bankings, you know, because this is one of those things that's so so silly. Like an airplane turning is so simple, but when you feel like we are going this direction, why are we suddenly turning? Why are we doing this, you know, dramatic, deep, intense uh, turn all of a sudden? For those of us who experience fear of flying, that's like a real anxiety. Like why are we suddenly turning around? Um, So it will explain what the airplane is doing, why it's doing it, and how it's a totally normal thing. And yes, the app does work in airplane mode. (laughs) It would have to, honestly. Um, So if you have used this app, let me know. Again, I will link to that review of it, but the author did say that it is a fantastic app and works, you know, as advertised, like I said, which just sounds fantastic. 
Now, another thing that I saw lots of apps for that sounds really convenient is around tipping around the world, because tipping is mostly an American phenomenon, but different countries do incorporate it in different ways, just not to the same um, amount that America usually does. So there's lots of apps where you can enter uh your destination, where you're going, and like what kind of service you're getting, whether it's at a restaurant or taxi or um, valets or haircuts or whatever, and it will tell you how much to tip. Um, I don't have a specific one to recommend because I couldn't find one that was both iPhone and Android compatible and also seemed to be like really good. Some of them worked on both platforms, but didn't really seem like great apps in general. Um, So just a few of those that I saw, like Globe Tips or Piper or Gratuity, all of those are options and you can definitely look them up yourself. I think that would be a really useful app to have as well because I guarantee basically every single time I travel, this is something that I forget to look up ahead of time. There are specific things that I look up. You know, I always want to make sure that I know how to say like, please and thank you in the local language and other practical information. I always forget to look up tipping until I'm in some situation and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm supposed to tip, how much I'm supposed to tip, even what like the cultural, um, like procedure, what's the word, the cultural dance, (laughs) how, how you hand the money over, like what you actually do, you know, do you add it onto your card? Do you tip in cash? Like what is the process? So I think that this could be a really helpful thing to have an app around. And I will still try to find one that is both very handy and iPhone and Android compatible. So I do have more apps to recommend in the future. We're going to talk about things that help you once you're on the ground in a new place, like meeting people or events or things like that. But as always, tell me about your experience with these. So have you tried any of the apps that I recommended or that I talked about? Do any of them work really well? Do you have any other suggestions? Have you found your favorite app for traveling? Please tell me all of that. I mean, like I said, I'm a very low maintenance traveler in terms of like, I just power through, like, I don't know. I really should take care of myself more in terms of like fear of flying and all of that. But I just, I just power through, but that's not necessary as humans. We have these tools that can help us and we should really take advantage of them. Also, as, as someone who flies, you know, whatever airline is most convenient for me at the time, I have downloaded dozens of airline specific apps, you know, United and American Airlines and all the international ones. So I should really just use one of these general apps like Flyo or FlightAware that gives you all the information and you don't need to keep downloading and deleting different apps for different airlines. All right. If you have any of those suggestions for me or, you know, tips about your own apps that you love or ones that worked particularly well in any given situation or you know, is there anything I missed? Like we have apps for packing. We have apps for fear of flying. What else do we have apps for? Tell me. You can send any of that information to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. As always, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at goingoutyourdoor and on Twitter at goingoutyour. I hope you have a fabulous day and I will talk to you next time on Going Out Your Door. Mm-hmm.